Listen up. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Are you ready to get the inside info that will blow your mind? Then get ready for Next Level, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs and business owners like you get ahead. We cover topics important to you, like avoiding HR mishaps, solving payroll challenges, mastering benefits, and much more. That's what I'm talking about. So if you're ready for real HR talk, meet your host, Kaylee Reeves. Another episode of Next Level. Welcome to Next Level. In today's episode, we will be discussing how to help employees deal with disconnect. Um, We're talking specifically about how to engage your workforce um, weekly, hourly, daily to sort of maintain that culture, that corporate identity um, within a remote or virtual environment. So with us today is Natalie Dodson. Um, she's going to answer these these questions for us. Um, she's the Human Resources Manager here at Excel HR. So thank you so much for joining us, Natalie. My pleasure. My pleasure. I think that this is such, um, obviously, so many of us are working remotely, so this topic is so relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that working remotely happened so quickly. It was like the world came crashing down <laughs> overnight, and we all had to adjust so quickly. D- didn't it, though? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, like, for me personally, that sometimes it was, it was nice because I had less disruptions and more control over my day, but there were some disadvantages like communication was definitely more difficult right I had to be more intentional um, and misunderstandings happen more easily so I had to be very clear about how I was communicating so um, I think that we've all had to be patient with each other because we're we're riding through this same storm together but all in different boats and it's sort of figuring out what everybody's dealing with um, you know working remotely so really well said (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we kind of know how we feel in our little corner, but what have you been seeing people say as like a collective for the workforce right now about working remotely? So, you know, what's been really fun is um, the sort of global collective issues that we've run into, such as, you know, the mute button. It's your friend <laughs> and it's your enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just personally. The other day I was in a, in a group meeting and my rule for that meeting, because it wasn't a presentation, it was a work party. Mm-hmm. So my rule was mics on and so that we could hear each other's ambient noise and, and you know, we're all together working in our own little part of the, of the world. And my team is dispersed anyway nationally and so this has actually been a bonding experience for us. But you know, the joke was on me when of course, I forgot that my mic was on, and the next thing you know it, um, my dog is begging for a walk, and I start cooing at my dog. <laughs> oh, you're so good. You're so patient. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> the person who was talking said, oh, Natalie, you're not on mute. And so it was um, it was a little embarrassing, but in It's that real case, life, yeah. though, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I had to explain I was talking to my dog. Um <laughs> And yes, I talk to my dog. I think a lot of us even talk to ourselves these days. I don't know about you, Kaylee. I mean, I think so. We've all been isolated for so long. (laughs) Right, right. So um, what I'm finding is actually just really the importance of being real. Like, it's not enough to join the meeting and, and just multitask while you're on it. I think that what surprises me is the extent to which real presence can be felt 
And an absence of presence can also be really noticeable. Sometimes it's the obvious thing, like uh, you ask for someone's feedback and they don't respond, even after being told, hey, you're on mute, I think you're on mute. Mm -hmm. And then you're thinking, oh, no, I think they're not actually even in front of the computer. Um, There's a wide gap between that and I'd say just um, behaviors like uh, responding and you know just your kind of 1980s style active listening skills like mm-hmm yeah uh-huh I hear you <laughs> saying this am I right uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you said the word intentional before and I think that's such a good word um, to describe how communication has really had to um, you know we've had to raise the bar on that patience as well for sure but um, I've learned funny things like questions I do ask like how's everyone doing well you're gonna get silence because who can answer for everyone if everybody's sitting at home so um, what I found is what would work better is um, hey Laura is it just me or has this week been passing faster than normal and then Laura will answer and then the others will say yeah me too oh I totally agree blah 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 so calling people out specifically yeah, or so, individualizing. Right, response. exactly. And then um, calling on people now and then, even if it's just friendly and casual like that, mm-hmm. makes them know that it's noticed whether or not they are truly present. Gotcha. Um, so it's so important because it's all we've got. I don't know what we'd do if we weren't using, in our case, we're using a Microsoft Office Suite um, product called Teams, and it's part of the um, Office 365 suite. And I'll have a few other suggestions, too, that I've heard work well for others. But mm-hmm. I do not know what we would do without that, I tell you. Yeah. So what are some of the things that the experts are saying about this remote work situation we're all experiencing? Or you mean experts other than other than you yourself and, I, who and are living this. right <laughs> and all of our colleagues yeah I'm glad you asked because uh, it was really fun um, looking into that and I found some interesting observations that uh, sources including Gallup polls mm-hmm. have come up with and so one of them is that employees who work remotely some of the time are happier than employees who never do Um, They can be less distracted, more productive, more autonomous. Um, So they're able to focus on actual work rather than office politics and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and drama. So that's obvious. Um, It saves them time and money. So in a time when there have been, you know, pay cuts and and, and this and that here and there, um, and more insecurity money-wise, this is helpful not to have to pay for a commute. Right, And also there's the reality that if employees are more productive and spending less time getting ready and in their cars, Mm -hmm. more work is going to get done, which um, employers are finding helpful too because they're having to do more with less. But the part that was less obvious is they're finding that employees who work remotely all the time are not happier than employees who always work in the office. Interesting. So, you know, then they looked into, well, what is the optimal amount of time then to work from home, which don't always have the choice, but the optimal amount of time for the happiest employees was three to four days a week. Gotcha. And so that's good to know as things go back to normal. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of companies that have been polled are also saying that they intend to 
uh, keep a good proportion of their employees uh, either working from home part of the time or um, to expand their remote workforce, gives access to more talent. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I, I'm definitely a fan of learning every day and, and growing in this art of um, managing a remote workforce. It is very easy to make mistakes, and I've learned that the hard way. Definitely noticed that uh, not every employee makes a good transition between working in the office and remotely either. It is not the same thing. Um, now, of course, that's true for managers, uh, and not all of them make a graceful transition from one to the other either. It's a whole different skill set. Yeah, what would you say are some of the most common mistakes managers run into when they're transitioning into managing a remote workforce? Ooh, um, there, <laughs> there are so many. <laughs> I mean, I'm a manager, so I, I can't say that I'm not thinking of several <laughs> myself. But uh, yeah, so um, when you're focused on happiness, like we, if we look at the happiness angle, the engagement angle, these things are super important, worth being mindful of. Because when you do these things, it's usually by accident. You just don't think about it. But one of them is failing to recognize or praise good work. So we're tending to be more focused on, well, how do I know XYZ is getting done when uh -huh. there's this whole other dimension of, oh, wow, that, that was a great contribution. That was well done. That contributed so well to the morale of the team. So noticing and um, reinforcing, reinforcing. Like so find ways to look for those things and to notice them on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And when you have regular check-ins scheduled, uh, whatever touch points already exist, if you use those to cover successes. So you have a check-in with your employee. Um, mm -hmm. So Kaylee, I know last week you had on your plate X, Y, Z. Um, not just, you know, how did that go? Did, did, were your deliverables on time? But what went well? So what are you happy about? Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, and encourage a little bit of a self Toot their own horn. Toot their own horn. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. um, so also, uh, so that was more in a one-on-one -on -one context, but uh, in a team context, you could ask team members to recognize each other during team meetings. So, mm -hmm. okay, everyone tell on each other. Like, who, who saved your bacon? Oh, um, that's a good who, idea. Who, yeah. Who, who brightened your day? Who, who did something above and beyond? Uh, let's tell on each other. So... You know. I think that like something we all crave is for people to be aware of us. So I think that it's not just our struggles, but like you said, it's it's what we're doing well um, and what we feel good about that we should also hope that like not just our managers, but our colleagues are aware of too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really important ties into conventional wisdom about performance management too, is that when you have the, you know, the, the proverbial 80% uh, squeaky wheels that take most of your attention mm -hmm. and then your star performers you have a tendency to kind of leave them alone and just trust that they're awesome they're doing their thing the thing is that noticing things done well that will motivate them to do better more and, and even better, better. so yeah. you got to keep them motivated too it's not just the ones that are demotivated per se because what they've got is the presence of passion and motivation and everything. Mm -hmm. And those, that's really important for you as a manager because that will be like a tuning fork for the rest of them. That can be felt. Yeah. And that's just worth, it's priceless. 
Yeah, <laughs> I mean, nothing yeah. exists in a vacuum in an office. So right, when one right. does well, you would hope that everyone else is doing well, too. Or yeah. it influences Or is it at least inspired to, right. to be the best that they can. Not to sound corny, but it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Um, and so... Another thing is when the workforce is remote, we have a tendency to forget to talk about career development. Mm-hmm. And because I, I think that somehow we lower our own bar and we think, well, as long as things are getting done and we're making it. Uh, yeah, there's yay, a certain level of like complacency. Yeah. And I think now we really have to start thinking of this remote working thing as a new normal, too. We, we, it's not mm-hmm. temporary anymore. It hasn't been for several months, right? I think, you know, mm-hmm. the line is arbitrary, but yeah. <laughs> so um, make sure, and this is another good use for one-on-ones, career growth, but also mentioning in group settings that, uh, wow, you know, there have been a lot of... Um, lessons learned for everyone we're growing let's make sure too we talk about when we check in one-on-one talk about um where you want to grow more where you want to go next Mm -hmm. because your career um really matters to me or you know maybe not put it in such a corny way but you know (laughs) but you want to know that you're working together towards their future and that that's important exactly again that you notice that you know that it's not just what they do for you every day. Mm-hmm. It's a whole person with a whole life and a right. a future mm-hmm. that they are wanting to keep in mind. And it gives them hope, too. Hope yeah. is another great um, infusion of energy to boost morale. Mm-hmm. It's a um, motivator, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and then I would say not to take for granted that employees will just connect with each other during the course of their work, like create opportunities to connect. So I actually have been really enjoying, for instance, a bi-weekly work party. So okay, everybody's gonna <laughs> hop on, and there are uh, 10 of us on the line, and it's mics on, unless you've got a crazy like uh, um, jackhammer going on or anything <laughs> like that but in general mics on so we hear each other's ambient noise we can crack jokes we can ask questions without it being too formal mm-hmm. so that's really nice there's a good flow and it does connect people and so if i'm aware that um you know bill is going on a fishing trip mm-hmm. uh, on you know in a couple of days i might make a comment uh, regarding that and get everybody kind of interacting on a level that doesn't have to do with tasks. And that Um, can be like less awkward. I think sometimes now I question myself like, oh, maybe they're busy, I shouldn't call, or oh, they haven't responded to my chat yet, like they're busy. And I'm like, oh, like I wanna talk to them, but it's like, there's some uncertainty there now. So I think that creating like a time and space dedicated to like connecting that's not about work Mm -hmm. would be really nice. Mm -hmm. Well, good, yeah. you seem to you'd be right on the same page there too. Um, I'm finding that uh, another skill, a skill that becomes important in the manager's toolkit, is to be a good moderator. Like you're going to have to be the icebreaker. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to introduce the topics, um, and then it gets rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes practice though. Yeah, it can yeah. be a little weird at first. Yeah, but you know, yeah. we're doing good. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you can have. Um, more formal meetings uh, that are designated as such, like if you have a, a town hall meeting um, and the CEO will be presenting, well then obviously, you know, mics off and you might do cameras on now and then just to mm-hmm. remind people that now and then they will have to 
um, really carve out the space and the time uh, to be present on that dimension too. That sort of leads into my next question about um, certainly like the work parties, like you mentioned, are not a one-time thing. So like how can we, number one, integrate um, the kind of connection like naturally so that it doesn't feel too forced, but also if your workforce is split between being remote and in the office, how can we um, organically connect both of those groups um, so they don't feel like they're missing out on each other or they're not on the same page when it comes to work? So, you know, great question there, too. And that's the reality of a lot of um, business leaders right now. So I would say this is where the community of managers within a company need to get together because there might be uh, inequalities between teams, depending on the nature of their work or just what they're going through, Mm -hmm. what's on their plate, how their morale is. And so it helps if someone who is at um, higher level in the leadership chain and hopefully the CEO and the CFO or, the, you know, really the executive team would probably about monthly have a town hall meeting in which uh, ideally you would collect tidbits of, you know, kudos and things like that, little facts, little congratulations, you know, mm-hmm. Tim and Sue got married last <laughs> month, I don't know, but at a higher level where that executive leadership team would come in and do much the same as I suggested in team meetings, um, call individual people's names and even say, you know, imagine how you'd feel if the CEO, maybe you'd feel on the spot, but (laughs) said, hey, last time we talked, uh, little Susie, had the sniffles did that turn out okay and mm-hmm. you so know recognition just, from the top down exactly so distributing that evenly so that the people who are working from home feel just as important as those who are in office and vice versa it's mm-hmm. a gr- the great equalizer like that um and uh well it's good to see faces right so if they would put themselves on camera that'd be great and then maybe <laughs> they want to ask uh, the same it depends on the technology that they've got of course if you can have a hundred little squares and uh, (laughs) every employee can be on camera. Mm -hmm. Not to ask that too often, but uh, that's another great thing. Nobody can tell the difference where somebody is sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So what are some of the things you think we should keep in mind as um, we sort of go about this remote working journey? So, you know, in these particular times, even more so, people will go through things and there are ups and downs, and people will have a tendency to get quiet when they're going through a rough time, rather than as normal when you meet in the hallway, you say, hey, what's up, you look a little down. Oh yeah, you know, my car broke down, and my mm-hmm. my dog is sick, and, and um, my child got sent home from school with an earache. If, if you're on a, a conference call, you're not likely gonna say anything, and so, um, I totally forgot where I was going with that. I think um, the oh, yeah. So <laughs> sorry about it. See how I ramble sometimes. That's my note to self is that sometimes I have to reel myself in. So people going through ups and downs, like it's much worse on every front if they just get silent and you never know about it and you don't understand why. I think you might notice they're disengaged, but mm-hmm. 
it's it's quite normal though that um, everybody takes their turn so to be patient with that too and not react right away if somebody uh, seems to come across with, with what you would think is attitude just really it's not to always check personal into that. yeah because these days we're going through so many things as a culture and even as a global culture that we're all like you said before we're all going through this storm together but on different boats well different things affect us differently depending on where we live and um and you know our, our more local culture and so on and so on so more than ever ups and downs are going to be normal now um do check in privately when you notice something is off mm -hmm. and do try to notice when something is off because mm -hmm. even if it's just one of those days it really helps hey you know what it looks like you're having a rough one today jack i just wanted to see if there's anything i can do for you or you know anything you want to yeah, we really have to turn on and turn up our emotional intelligence, oh, I think, gosh. and pay attention to the what people are saying and how they're saying it for sure. Yeah, really, really well said again. Can you just do all my talking for me, Kaylee? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that said, some levels of disconnect, uh, if they become habitual and attitudinal um, and they start to solidify, the minute you think something might be happening like that, you should definitely check in. Don't let that go. That can really have um, a downer effect on uh, the morale of the rest of the team, among other things, right? Productivity and everything. So check in privately. And if that doesn't do the trick, you want to um, actually talk to HR about whatever you know performance intervention might be necessary mm -hmm. uh the the employee who makes people wonder where they are all the time that's that's a, a red flag there the employee whose response times are well below the the norm mm -hmm. um so you know disengaged cynical over overworked overwhelmed managers too can exist yeah <laughs> and that will affect the team as well so if you as a higher level manager notice some teams are happy some teams are not um talk to the manager they're not self-managing mm -hmm. that's what leadership is for right um so try to understand first of all again back to patience and be responsive yourself like model that and inspire that so this can include course corrections for others but also for yourself too. yeah definitely reflecting i think now that we're all more isolated that's an important uh trait to have right um another thing i would encourage is to have work groups really define deliberately how they need each other uh, to be there for each other. Mm -hmm. You know, what do they need from their colleagues to work well together? What sort of response time? What sort of participation? So introduce the conversation about that because, you know, it's kind of like being in college and one person might tend to be having to step in and pull a much heavier load than everyone else. They're not going to likely say anything, right? Unless you introduce the topic and, mm -hmm. you know, what could we be doing to show up better for each other is a good, a good again, as the moderator, leader as moderator, mm -hmm. a great thing to do. Um, so definitely setting some standards there yeah. um, together as a group. So it definitely holds, uh, there's some group accountability there as opposed to it feeling like it's just coming from your manager, which right. is nice. 
Right, which is good for engagement, mm -hmm. which is uh, such a buzzword these days, but you can't demand it. You can't just go in and say, I want engaged employees. Mm -hmm. Show me your engagement. Well, they, they might be more likely to be faking <laughs> the engagement they show <laughs> if you go about it that way. So yeah, to so be alert to and respect and the fact that these things are legit, like burnout, discouragement, unhappiness that go beyond a bad day. Mm -hmm. I've seen people go through really rough times just because we are not designed to be living in these times. You know, resilience is built and, mm -hmm. and many have not had the life experiences that have built that yet, especially if you're managing a, a younger workforce or um, one that is set in its ways. Yeah resist micromanagement. <laughs> um, so people don't usually rise to their best selves when they feel mistrusted. And then you lose their hearts, like you lose their passion, you lose the above and beyond from them. And that's a very, very sad thing when that happens. So like I was saying at the beginning, the temptation is to go to, well, how do I know this and that is going to get done? Instead, if you can, if you can just kind of look for signs um, don't look too hard. I mean, there may be no problems, but be alert to issues that you can work on together with the team and deal with them before they become a big deal, but not to look for problems where there aren't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah. think that we get a little more paranoid when we can't see people, but I think we sort of have to give people the benefit of the doubt right now that yeah. They're working through things. Yeah. If you're there for them mm -hmm. when they really need you to be, then they'll be there for you. Right. You know? So, yeah. Um, so, final question. I know it's kind of funny to ask about how technology can bring us closer together <laughs> um, and make us feel more connected, but right now that's kind of the only option we have. Yeah. So, um, is there any tech out there that you think business owners or managers um, should consider investing in to boost collaboration or morale? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you asked that. Um, Super important, like I mentioned, I don't know what we would be doing without our Microsoft Office uh, suite that includes an app called Teams, mm -hmm. which is kind of like Skype. Um, we all loved Skype back in the day, <laughs> and it has evolved into this sort of model application that is integrated with all the other ones like uh, Microsoft Excel and Word and of it's course, Google Suite, right, Google Suite has its own version of it, and it is mm -hmm. pretty powerful. Yeah, you can exchange even images, pictures. Um, you can share screens, um, which is another great way of uh, training, you know, training and, mm -hmm. and uh, training remotely, you know, sharing screens, giving uh, presenters uh, control back and forth. So that's a cloud-based app as well, Quick Learning Curve, another one, and I'm focusing on ones for small to mid-sized business. Mm -hmm. uh, and these are scalable, in fact. They will work for huge enterprise too. But Asana, very elegant tool that helps you track Live, um, live progress on multiple projects at a time and having different people um, tracking different roles. And um, it makes remote working a little bit uh, more transparent as to what different people are up to. So that's asana, A-S-A-N-A, -A, mm -hmm. like yoga asana. <laughs> and um, then Trello. I like Trello a lot. It's basically like a souped up to-do list. But multiple boards that you mm -hmm. can create. Each one could be a project uh, containing several to-do lists, which can be assigned and shared. And uh, you can even uh, put 
photos on there. You can put, uh, it can be like a um, almost a vision board type of to-do where you're brainstorming Mm -hmm. with it. Um, But I've used it to absolutely plan and track progress on a project too. So that and Asana have their free levels and they have, um, you know, different professional levels according to the number of employees who are going to be using them. So they're, they're really something to check out. Thank you so much for joining us today, Natalie. We really appreciate your time and your expertise. Um, You gave us such great insight into what it's like to be a remote worker right now, Um, not just an employee, but also a manager and how we have to um, adjust organizational goals according to the circumstances that we're all experiencing right now. And really, we're trying to encourage adaptability and a very supportive and empathetic approach to each other's employees and managers alike. It's been an absolute pleasure. It really has. Hope you invite me back someday. Of course, anytime. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. If you liked what you heard, share and subscribe. We'll see you next time on Next Level.